This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police. What a crusade of the law. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Off the Rack. I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. This is a comic book review show where we take books from the past week and then recap, review them, let you know what we thought about them, and then take books from this upcoming week and pick out which ones we like and which ones we think you should check out and recommend them to you and give you a little rundown of what they are. Uh, so, yeah, uh, if you're not familiar with this channel, welcome to Comic Pop. This is a comic book channel where we talk about comics pretty much 24-7. This is literally all we do. Uh, comic book movies and comic book ancillary stuff. Um... So you can find this is one of the two live shows we do here on this channel. Mm-hmm. The other one's Elseworlds Exchange, which is a podcast where we talk about one topic for about an hour. Not us, uh, actually, unless you're on the show that particular week. Right. But, uh, you know, on a regular basis, we try to rotate people around. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. Uh, if you are uh, familiar with this channel, but you're, like, looking for some new stuff, check out the show Harbor Patrol. It's a RPG superhero show that we've created and uh, enjoyed for the past two episodes. I'm still working on editing the last and third final episode of the first season um you know so if you haven't already check it out go on the main page of youtube.com slash comic pop and watch harbor patrol Uh, i think you're really gonna enjoy it yeah so there you go i think so too yeah uh (laughs) so let's talk about some books that came out this week that we think uh you should check out or at the very least that you probably read um i guess i could talk about gwenpool Okay. Gwenpool Strikes Back, number one, came out. Nice. You were excited about this uh, I was. Well, excited is really a strong word. I mean, like, uh, you, I, I really you, liked... You seemed interested in this I lo- book I last l- week. I loved what Hastings was doing with Gwenpool. I was very excited to see, at the very least, like, how they were going to justify her return. I mm-hmm. mean, obviously, she had already been on the West Coast Avengers, and they did that, and the book, of course, died. Uh, but, like... You know, what else are they going to do with Gwenpool? Uh, this book is especially meta in terms of it being, like, about the book being a miniseries, it's five issues, and whether it has the ability to keep Gwenpool around. Because uh, Gwenpool is very much a metatextual character mm-hmm. that is aware of her surroundings. She's from our world, lives in the Marvel Universe, and right. is a big nerd and knows everything about Marvel. So, like, her powers are more like her knowledge. And okay. she has no physical powers outside of being able to, like, jump into the gutters of the comic book itself. Um, so this issue is that it, well, it's, it's her committing a bank robbery to get the attention of Spider-Man so that she can then try to convince Spider-Man to like bite her and give her radioactive powers. Doesn't she just know where Peter Parker lives? She should. Absolutely. Uh, she should also know that like that wouldn't work. So the whole conceit is stupid Mm. and doesn't really work. Right. Uh, That being said, the story is kind of fun to read, and I really kind of enjoyed the the, the self-referential stuff. And it wasn't quite on the level of Hastings, but it was still true to form and true to type. It wasn't like trying to do something else. Okay. Um, She also makes a lot of, like, contemporary references and a lot of, like, post-contemporary references. 
that definitely date the book and felt pretty like, and a lot of people online were like quick to judge it on that. They were basically like, this, uh, this sucks. This is cringy. This isn't working. And it's like the whole point of what she's doing is supposed to be cringy. It's supposed to be uncomfortable. It's supposed to be desperate because it's a character who believes that she's going to cease to exist. If the book gets canceled. If the book gets canceled. So like she's trying anything and she's, I think she, I think, I think she does a floss move. I think she dabs. I think, you know, she makes references to memes. It's, it's, it's. To do anything to keep your attention. If you didn't read Gwenpool, you might absolutely think this is stupid and doesn't make any sense. Okay. If you did, it's true to form, but it's also like doing something else, you know? Right. But Um, I mean, like if she gets canceled, she knows she could always come back. Yeah. Well, she should know that, but she also like has to come back you know, at the whim of somebody else. Right. And she may be changed as a result of her return. That's true. That's true. Um, Through her efforts, she learns that she has the power to make, she she has family guy powers. She can like make a callback or reference to something that didn't really happen. And then go to that panel, take that thing and then put it into current reality. So she can like generate any number of things or people or elements that like didn't seems, exist before. It seems a little excessive. Uh, yes. Okay. So I won't be reading any more of this book, but okay. uh, it was a nice try. It's just not enough. Looks like the end is coming for you, Gwen. Yeah, Gwen's going to die and cease to exist in a big bad way. Uh, or at the very least, they're going to change her. They had to explain who she was and who she wasn't like mm-hmm. 18 times. It's something that like Hastings and and those with the original Gwenpool run didn't have to do. There's a couple of things I like. Well, the Hastings run was great, and if you haven't already read Gwenpool, like the unbelievable Gwenpool, it's right. a really interesting book, and it's funny and, and genuinely funny, and not trying too hard to be funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like, there's a great moment where she faces off against Deadpool. Yeah, of course. Right, right, right. But the Deadpool they choose, because of course there's many different versions of Deadpool personality-wise. The one that they choose is, like, the Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe one, who's, like, a nihilist and hates people and hates the world that he lives in and knows that he's a fourth world character but, like, doesn't want to be part of it. Okay. Uh, And I really liked seeing this, like, angry, bitter, like, very, like, real gritty Deadpool deal Mm -hmm. with Gwenpool. Okay. Because he makes a comment at her where he goes, like, you call yourself Gwenpool and you're based off of a cover. I guarantee you everyone thinks you're Gwen Stacy. Like, just completely dress her down and, like, picks her apart. It's really interesting to see that, like, to see a character that's supposed to be from our world who's trying to fit into the Marvel Universe who then has a character that she's kind of, like, modeled after. Because, of course, Gwenpool's origins come from a variant cover mm-hmm. uh and and see deadpool kind of like go yeah you th- you'd think that you're invincible because you know all the tricks but like i'm here to tell you you don't know jack shit about the marvel universe <laughs> and i'm like that's really a cool concept i wish they'd really explore that a little deeper right but, but even that was enough to make it to make to warrant her existence mm-hmm. um so this book's kind of a waste but like it's it looked kind of okay and spider-man is fine and Points for her referencing the fact that Spider-Man tried to date Gwen Stacy's cousin between that period when, like, Mary Jane Thaw was, shot, was thought to be dead and before one more day. She says that he dated him mm-hmm. and she did, and he didn't. So that's a mis- that's a mistake. And it's like, 
okay, maybe... It's weird to see Spider-Man called out on his bullshit, which I like. Right. By a character who would actually know all that stuff. Yeah. But if you get it wrong, you're kind of, like, defeating your own argument. So, again... Okay. Like, who cares? Like, don't buy this book. It's just... It's just who cares? I'm sorry. It's too bad. Yeah. Because it was like, oh, yay! Gwenpool's a great character, and I hope that she finds her footing. Um... I don't think she can exist outside of like a self-referential miniseries slash like self-contained thing. Mm-hmm. I like I don't think she works in any other. Co- but she addressed that in the book, which is kind of funny. Okay. She's like, I don't think I work on a team because I don't have any powers. Right. And right, right. I, I spend so much time trying to justify and explain who I am and what I do that like the story isn't about me, so no one has patience for it. Right. And I'm like, that's cool. But what are you gonna do with that though? They'll write Gwenpool the end. <laughs> Right. I mean, like, they could do that. <laughs> they could do Gwenpool Kills the Marvel Universe. I yeah. mean, like, that'll be a, that would be a fun one-shot. Meh. Um, by the way, this show is also supported by Super Chats. I forgot to mention that at the top of the show. Uh, if you have a question, comment, or whatever you want to voice and bring up in the show, use Super Chats. It helps us keep the lights on here on the channel, and uh, we encourage that just because, you know, it's, it's a way in which we can help to earn more revenue because we need it to keep going <laughs> uh, but yeah so uh like these fine people like adam Azamoa, who's helping us out says first thank you uh, pressy 8040 says hickman has done something to me i actually went out and bought the first season of the x-men 90 show because of him i've never been an x-men fan Woo. well after that show you will be yeah man we were talking a while back about how like they should bring back the x-men 92 show yeah and everyone was like wolverine the x-men's way better no just straight up is I mean, it's a personal preference. Yeah, but I like, just really like the X Men animated. Right, show. it's like that's a different that's a it's, different conversation. Yeah, they're very different animals. They're so different. It's funny because it's like it's X Men, but it's like but they're so different. In yeah, tone. even X Men ninety two is different from the car- from the comic, but it's also like a really great distillation of the comic during that period when it was coming out. Yep. So it's like it, you know it's just apples and oranges, but I do want to see X Men ninety two return. Oh, me too. So, yeah. Uh, Tiffany, you read a bunch of books. You read, like, a lot of books this week. I did. I don't know. It was, like, it was a rough week for my wallet. Yeah. Um, so many indie books came out. Um, right. And I wanted to talk about one very briefly um, that came out a couple weeks ago. Yes, yes. We do a little At bit of catch-up on ago, these once in a while. Like, one week ago. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was a, a, a series that I have, like, been so on board for. Mm-hmm. And I still am. Oh, good. And I still am. Like, no way I'm not. Um, it's Die... Yes, not die, die, die. No, just die. But not the death. No, like a single dice. Mm. A die, if you a will. A die, if you will. Um, it, for those who don't know about the series, it's written by Kieran Gillen, so if you're looking for a Kieran Gillen fix, this is one of two places you'll be able to find it this week, because we'll talk about the other one a little later on. Yeah. Um, but this is about a uh, group of friends, like, you know, think Stranger Things, think It kind of stuff. They're all... Young, having a good time. One of them uh, was like, let's play this you know, pen and paper RPG I created, blah, blah, blah. Takes them and Jumanji's them right into it. And it's like, yes. it's the worst thing ever for them. And it takes them forever to get out. Right. And when they do, they're older. Yes. And the world has moved on. And now they've like, they left him behind in the world in order to get out. Mm-hmm. And their lives have gone on as adults. And then it's it's brought back. It's Again, the it reference there. Yeah. And they have to go back in. Yes. And they go back in, and now the party has been split. Oh no, that's the worst. Two of them don't want to leave because their lives are shit. And not really shit. Like, one of them is like, I made so much money. They're like, why not? Why wouldn't I want to stay here? We're heroes here. We're legends. Who cares? The other one's like, my life's shit. I'd rather stay here. Mm -hmm. The other three, um, two of which are siblings. One's a dude who played a female character. So he's a chick. 
Oh, and came, okay. And then another guy who has a lot of guilt, and then his sister who actually lost her arm. Oh no! Um, in the other world, I can't remember. I can't honestly can't remember. I have to go back and check uh, where she ended up losing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is it had gone on hiatus for a little bit, so this is issue six. We're back. So if you want to catch up on it, you can get, grab the trade of die, which collect the first five issues, and yeah. you can jump right into this. Um, this issue focuses a lot on Angela. Um, who is um, the guy's sister. Yeah. And um, her character, who's like, they call her a Neo. She's like a rogue kind of character. But okay. like, they create all these like cool rules. And it's like, if you are familiar with fantasy MMOs or fantasy games in general, you'll be able to start making your own like, oh, okay. Like I Connections s- kind of and... see what they're going with here. And like, therefore, Gillen doesn't explain every single like painstaking detail. Yeah, he takes for granted. Because he's like, I'm pretty sure the audience for this book already kind of knows where I'm going with some of this. So I was like, got it. Um, They're trapped in a city. They need to leave. There's like this... um, like gold system that is necessary for Angela to do her, her thing in order to like hide them all to leave, mm-hmm. but they need to collect X amount of it and it disappears at the dawn of every day. Yeah. So it's like, you got to use it within 24 hours, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, like the way they could get around this is she has like a pet dog. Okay. Like it's like a mechanical like a familiar- dog oh. and it's like, it's like really important to her, mm-hmm. but it really is fake when you think about it, yeah. but it's not, you know? Right. Um, and if she gets rid of that, Mm-hmm. then they would be able to leave. Oh, no. And so it's, like, a journey she has to go on, and, like, oh. she ends up, like, killing it. Oh. And, like, it's really sad, even though you have that moment where you're, like, it's totally fake, and then you remember if you play video games or you you read fantasy novels or read anything, really, and, like, you just get invested in with these characters, and you, you have felt that kind of pain before when, mm-hmm. like, some like a character is lost in something. And then you imagine if you were actually, like, set in that fantasy setting. Yeah. Even though you knew it wasn't real, how you could still think that. She's also a game designer, so, like, she's, like, thinking about the ins and outs of some of this. Yeah. Um, It's just, it was really well done, and I was, like, immediately put back into this world and can't wait to see how they're going to get themselves out of it. Honestly. Um, It's just a really good breakdown of, like, gaming in general, the importance, I guess, of friends and damaged individuals. Mm. It's kind of cool. That's a cool pitch. Yeah. Uh, Adam Asamoa says, or uh, as if Syed helping us out, uh, as Adam Asamoa says, Gwen's cousin Peter, uh, why do you like me, Peter? I guess some part of, of you is imprinted onto her. <laughs> nice, nice callback. Also, can't wait for the new Harbor Troll. I can't wait to uh, give it to you. Then we'll see how it goes. Yeah, give it to you. Give it to you. Why would I give it to you? Um, so yeah, jumping back into the books. Um, okay, uh, I didn't get a chance to talk about the fourth issue of Symbiote Spider-Man from right. Peter David and Greg okay. Land, uh, so I won't. Um, but I will talk about the fifth and final issue of this miniseries, Symbiote Spider-Man. Uh-huh. Uh, it is a straight-up, like, modern version of a run-of-the-mill 80s Spider-Man comic. Of course, written by Peter David, who worked on Spider-Man during that time, so, like, yeah. Sure. Uh, it is fun but also you know well here's the thing okay so uh mysterio's working with a dude who he knows from previous rackets who's a man on the inside with the kingpin who doesn't like mysterio so like they're kind of keeping it behind the scenes uh the dude needs a piece of spider-man's new costume because he's like oh this is a whole like he, knew, he realizes that there's something wrong with it or something special about it. Oh. So Mysterio commissions Black Cat, who, he, you know, doesn't want Spider-Man to know about her, like, history with the Kingpin and getting mm. those bad luck powers and everything. Right. Because, of course, this book is from 30 years ago. Yeah. Um, and we talked about some of this and we recently. Talked about this. Like, Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. From uh, Spider-Man, uh, the saga Seven. of the alien costume. Yeah. Of our back issues. Uh, but, yeah. So, like, 
anyway, Black Hat gets a piece of the costume, brings it to them. They're analyzing it, and then it jumps onto Mysterio and, like, gives him a cool, like, black costume version of Mysterio. A piece of it? Yeah. Just a piece of it suddenly becomes its own symbiote, which it wouldn't, but whatever. Yeah, because I was going to say, by that logic, you could have, like, an army of little symbiotes that just... Well, and they do that in Venom Lethal, the Protector, but I think that was... The con- the conceit there was they were pulling out all of the babies that the Venom symbiote would have had over its lifespan. And so it pulls, like, the five out of six symbiotes that, you know, would have been... Right. You know, including Carnage, of course. Right, right, but, right. But uh, I-, I don't know how that would work here, but, neither- but Peter David doesn't care. Okay. And, of course, it's a retcon of everything because, like, you know, the symbiote used to be just a black like alien costume Mm -hmm. now it's like it augments your strength and it feeds off your adrenaline and might give you cancer it's a whole bullshit thing oh Uh, so you know uh, mysterio gets like extra strength and he gets cool like dagger hands and And he gets cancer he doesn't get cancer but you know (laughs) so he he uh they fight and then spider-man wins but at the expense of meeting up with aunt may who was mad at him for dropping out of graduate school what yeah really yeah uh, and that's the issue. Uh, the ch- Wait, they were gonna meet again. Yeah, well, because Felicia meets Aunt May and like convinces her that Pete's great. Um, the problem with Wait, this Felicia or Black Cat? Well, Black Cat as Felicia. How would she do that? She just goes to his house and like bothers her. Uh, Aunt May's not put off by this. Like, no, she's like you were. She was nice, you know. She wasn't wearing the black hat costume. That's what I'm asking, though. Yeah, that's it. So, the problem with the book is that Greg Land's art has has not really looked this bad in a long time. Uh, The egregious tracing is to the point where, like, I actually wound up just Google image searching things that he was obviously tracing. You know, like, surprised woman, or old lady, or dinosaur, or, like you know, I don't know, concerned woman. And I found most of them. Oh. Uh, the rest of them that I couldn't find were probably porn stars because, like, obviously he was drawing Felicia Hardy, he was Black Cat, and she's provocatively dressed, and he needs to show off, like, boobs and also a face. Right, I so, mean, like, he could be tracing or he could just be just drawing the reference. Right. Well, here's the thing. Like, Alex Ross does ref- reference as yeah. well. He gets actors, he takes photos of these people, and then uses his own reference. Yeah. Greg Land just Google image searches things he wants. Right. I still, okay. And then one for one. So it. I think that like tracing is, can be an, is an issue if you're being paid to create something. But I mean, like I reference is another thing. Reference is a totally different thing. And, and we've but talked about this reference. before. But that is reference. Like you're searching it like that is reference. Like they say, like, just do that. Go like, if you don't know what you're drawing, go look it up. And that's fair. Absolutely. But then you got like things that just don't work. Yeah. Well, and I mean, like you have to do it well. <laughs> well that's the rub isn't it uh it, it, it's it's egregious and it's frustrating and it was just like look at this woman ah. like look at how her teeth just go into her cheek <laughs> and this like obvious dinosaur that like has a great big white line around it for no reason because like he drew that separately and then just dropped it in like it's just it it really took me out like, I really yeah. wanted to enjoy this story, and I just couldn't, because it was just all so obvious. Yeah, no, I, I, I hear you. I just couldn't do it. 
Yeah, well, I mean, like, it, there's one thing to, like, um, again, like, use, use reference. reference, and there's another thing to, like, use reference at the, like, um, the the detriment of panel layout. Yeah. Which is a shame, because, like, some of these panels don't seem terribly well thought through. Nope, nope. I think he was just, like, on a deadline, needed to hit the that's, right, re like, the right requisite. That's and too bad. Did. It's just woof. Uh, but it does threaten to do another series like this. Um, so we may get another one. I oh. hope Land isn't on it. I assume they got Land. Will return! Symbiote Spider-Man will return, and it promises Hobgoblin, which I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, really? Yeah, Hobgoblin's the period in the word return. Yeah, oh, I see that. He's adorable. Yeah. He's like, bleh. Bleh. I'm down here to watch out. Yeah, I will return. You might you might see me. I'm, I love that idea of Symbiote Spider-Man dealing with, well, of, of us just literally doing another 80s book. Uh, yeah, just maybe get a different. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, whoa. it's just, <laughs> it's just a problem. And I assume it was just like we need these books to come out. We need this issue to come out. We need this, like, I mean, four and five came out. I think within a week or two of each other. So it's yeah. like, yeah, it's on. T it, 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 when you're on a deadline and you're making like, you know, corporate comics, I get it. But like, come on. Yeah. Um, by the way, no, uh, those of you who are asking about Tommy Lee Jones, that was uh, Mike Deodato Jr. who was using character references. That's the thing, though. That's a very, very big difference. Mike Deodato Jr. had character models that he used actors for. And he did, like, Jason Priestley as Spider-Man, Liv Tyler as Mary Jane, uh, Tommy Lee Jones as Norman Osborn. Yeah. And he drew them. Yeah. But he used reference photos, I assume, or used reference from those movies, who are so it's like, you drew... Tommy Lee Jones in a Green Goblin costume. But he drew his Tommy Lee Jones. Like he drew Tommy Lee Jones. He didn't just go like, okay, here's here's the image, and then I and then I just I trace around it. Because that's exactly what Landis did. Well, again, that's uh, there's a difference between tracing and reference. Exactly. And it's... but and that's important to distinguish. Yes, I agree. I agree hundred percent. But yeah. It was really bad. <laughs> I had a real I'm issue with sorry. it. Sorry. Me too. Because it's an issue. Oh, ho, ho. it was a fun book though. Like it, it was a, it was a fun read, and I hope that Symbiote Spider-Man returns and it's drawn by somebody else. Oh, okay. That'd be that'd be much better. <laughs> be to everybody's benefit. Uh, what else did you read? Uh, I'm gonna really briefly talk about one book, and then I'm gonna transition into another book. A uh, couple of image number ones came out this week. Um, one was The White Trees, the bl a black sand tale by Chip Zdarsky. Okay. Chip um, Zdarsky? By oh, Chip no. Zdarsky. Um, so this book, like, what's the elevator pitch for this book? It's like, it's only two issues. Okay. So there's this one, and then oh, shit, at the end really? of it, it's like, to be concluded. Right. It's over. <laughs> it's like, this issue's like, the, I want to say like 28 pages, 30 pages. Okay. It's a little really longer than a standard. Yeah. It's like a super short fantasy version of like God of War meets Saga, kind of. Okay. It's a story about families, but you're going to see a lot of nudity. I'm like, we've had one issue. I have seen so much nudity. So it's not for everybody. I'm, I'm just warning you about that one. But it may be for some of you. But it may be for some Like, that's the thing. Like, I'm saying that because, like, if you know your taste and you know you're, like, into saga and, like, you do like, the family element of it and you were totally cool with some of the other visual elements, mm -hmm. this might be for you. Right. But, like, if you're coming off of Chip Zdarsky's run on Spider-Man. Yeah, or, uh, or on, Daredevil. Um, on Daredevil. And I was going to, I meant, like, the life of Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, say. life of Spider-Man. Um, and you're expecting that. That's not what this is. <laughs> yeah. It's a really, like, pretty looking book. Set in a totally like created fantasy world about like 
these warriors who children, their children go missing and their children were dating and whatever. Okay. And like, it's going someplace, but like, it's really about like one dude's journey on his own in a way. Okay. Like the other ones are there and they have like their own little stories that are going on. Mm -hmm. But like the main guy, it's about his relationship with his son. Okay. Where I get the God of War. Yep. Same thing from. So I totally leave it up to you. I'm definitely picking up the next issue. Yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed this wow. quite a bit. It was a lot of fun. Like I said, like I had to keep. I forgot while I was reading it that it was only two issues. I thought it was like three for yeah. some reason, but I was like, oh. Well, because it's so rare to find a two issue series. Yeah, exactly. So, putting it out there. Cool. The White Trees. Chip White Trees. Check it out. The other one that I'm going to mention, um, with the other number one that came out was the other Kieran Gillen book. Okay. So if you're like, man, I just I, I, I can't get enough I Kieran Gillen. More Kieran Gillen. But you're like, but I also don't like pen and paper RPGs. Okay. Then you might enjoy this book, which I have to get to the front of so I can make sure I... Oh, my God. There we go. Once in Future. Um, I was like, it's Once in Future King? No, just Once in Future. <laughs> having to deal with that King kind of thing. Okay. Um, it's written by um, Kieran Gillen with art by Dan Mora. Hey, I know who, that. Yeah, right, you'll that re artist. recognize that artist as the artist who worked on Klaus. Yes. Um, with the colors by um, Tamara Bonvillain, mm -hmm. which I mentioned because I just like her as a colorist. Yep. Um, it is a a story that takes place in England. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> He's English. Yes. I believe English. Uh, we Irish. met him. He is English, I believe. That area. Yeah. Of the worldish. Um. And it has to do with the fact that there's a big heat wave going on, and because there's a heat wave going on, this lake dried up, and like archaeologists were able to excavate it, and they found this item, and then like these dudes show up and kill the guy who found it. Mm. And they take it because they're like, "Holy crap, it's authentic! That's awesome!" It turns out it is a scabbard. Oh, a um, scabbard! A scabbard! And we check in um, with a guy by the name of uh, what the heck's his name? There it is, Duncan McGuire. Okay. And um, he's on a date. He's a klutz. He's like a handsome klutz who just can't quite seem to get it together. He's a rugby player and he's just bad at dating. Okay. Like literally, like girls, I can't relate to that. Girls wearing an all white dress. He ends up spilling a, like a glass of red wine all over. And he's like, oh, okay. Uh, we gotta get like water salt i don't right. know mm. and then he gets a call and she's like oh cool this is the part of the date where you think it's going so badly that you have to leave <laughs> and it's like his grandma's in a home mm -hmm. and like he's getting a call from the home and he picks it up and they're like she's missing oh no and so he's like my grandma's missing i have to go get her i have to go find her yeah and she's like oh oh okay never mind um, by the way, ignore this woman entirely. I'm sure she'll come back at some point, but this is not what this is about. No. This is actually about this guy and his super cool grandma. Oh, cool. Because his grandma's super cool. And like, I'm like, dude, I want, I want a grandma like this. <laughs> um, then grandma calls him. What? And she's like, hey, you busy? And he's he's like, like, I'm looking for you. He's like, kind of, well, what does it matter? Like, where are you? And she's just like, he's like, you left. Because, like, she apparently, she's independent, and she put herself in the home so that he didn't have to worry about taking care of her. Oh. So then she, like, she left the home because she's like, I'm fine. Right. I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. And um, she's like, oh, no, they're just going to make a fuss. Anyway, uh, meet me here, pick me up, and we're going to, you know, go someplace. Okay. So he finds her out in the woods, and she's, like, got a quick crowbar, and she's prying open a hatch. And he's like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. And when they open it up, it's just filled with all these crazy weapons. Mm. And he's like. What's up? <laughs> what, 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 what are you doing, Grandma? Yeah. He picks up this, like, big, like, honking looking, like, um, almost, like, grenade launchery thing, but it's got, like, like wooden stakes in it. Ooh. And oh, he's like, no. what is this for? And she's like, I used to kill vampires with it. Right. Until I killed them all. Oh. And he's like, you told me all that, like, all, like, monsters and like that were nonsense. She's like, they are. Because they're dead. 
Well, no, because she's like, they are nonsense. And then she's like, oh my God. She's like, do you know what a, um, what a questing beast is? And he's like, no. And she's like, well, now you do. And it's like this big chimera looking thing that he describes. He can hear off in the distance, like these dogs barking, but they sound muffled. Mm -hmm. So it's like this, like, like cheetah-y, snaky looking thing. And its stomach is like skin and there's dogs inside of it. And they're all like barking. And so he just runs. She's like, run. And she's like, good, get it away from me while I figure out how to get rid of it. Oh, it chased after him. That's great. Yeah, yeah. So he uses his, like, abilities, like, because he's a rugby player. And he, like, gets it to, like, eat this big piece of wood. And she he brings it back because she wants him to. And then um, she throws him a spear. And it's like, it leaves. Mm-hmm. And, he, and she's like, don't chase after it. Because too many monster hunters get too drawn into killing something. And they, you lose them that way. Mm-hmm. You just stay here. It's a beast of destiny. We'll see it later on. Probably at a point where it's really inconvenient for yeah. us. <laughs> she's, he's like... You again, I'm going to point out the fact that you said these are nonsense. She's like, they are. Just because, like, there are plenty of real things in the world that are also nonsense. Right. And he's like... Mm, can't argue with that. And then it turns out that, like, she heard about the report on the news about, like, this archaeologist who was, like, who Oh, was found killed. the scabbard, yeah. Yeah, and on, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she pieces two and two together what it is. And that, like, I think the scabbard itself, or the sword, it, I think both possibly would heal the bearer of any wounds or anything like that. And, mm. like... All this other stuff, and like he ends up asking what the name of the sword is. They're in England. It's Excalibur. It's Excalibur. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, she's Irish. Mm. She came from Ireland, came there, and, and did her thing. Um, but it is Excalibur, and um, it's like he's like Arthur's sword. She's like, well, technically, it's the lady, one of the ladies of the lake's sword. Right. And she, he, they like, lent it to him. Yeah. But that, like, there's a prophecy that, like, there's lots of prophecies, but that Arthur will return at, the, at like, England's darkest hour. Hmm. And she's like, I don't I've heard that. Yeah. That's she's actually like, a real thing. Yeah. She's like, I don't like prophecies like that because it could be a couple of different interpretations. Arthur could come back at the darkest hour or Arthur could come back and cause the darkest hour. Right. And, like, these yahoos are, like, trying to bring Arthur back because they don't like where the state of England is going. Mm-hmm. And so she's going to try to stop it. That's cool. And I was like, I really like this grandma a lot. That's dope. I'm, like, so into this, like weird buddy cop like <laughs> story with story with like a man and his grandma a man it's just a man and his grandma on the road finding out about mythical beasts I'm yeah just yep that's cool so into this right i'm into <laughs> it too like, check it out I once got, in future yeah once in future i this is one that i'm like kieran gillen should i i've had one issue of this so hopefully it maintains but like yeah. this should be a thing they should make this into some sort of like show or something i don't care yeah i just want Someone awesome cast as grandma. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure someone's option to it. <laughs> uh, really quick, I'm going to talk about Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man number 27, okay. and the new numbering from Spencer. Uh, this time, uh, I believe it's Doug Walker who does the art. Um, it's fun. Uh, Spider-Man and Beetle are attacked by the Syndicate. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of lady villains who have all been hit on by Boomerang. Uh, Wait, really? Yep. <laughs> And they don't like him. Uh, this also includes, it's run by Beetle, who of course worked with Boomerang in Nick Spencer's series, The Superior Foes of Spider-Man, mm-hmm. uh, infusing them with character that, like, they, you know. No, it wasn't, uh, it was John De... No, that was... Yeah, Kev Walker, I'm sorry. Uh, Kev Walker to the art. Oh, okay. Uh, it's just the syndicate attacks them, Spider-Man gets involved, he gets knocked out, they tell him not to, like... They take uh, Boomerang because, and leave Spider-Man because, like, professionally speaking, the job was getting Boomerang. Oh. You know? 
Like, we're not going to... We're professionals. Yes, we're going to be professionals. Uh, so they succeed. They uh, toast they, each other's success. I guess they succeed because they are being professional. Because right. typically the supervillain faux pas is that you are like, well... I'm but gonna, I'm going to take this crime I'm, of opportunity. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to do this other thing. Yeah, absolutely. No, they're just like, they toast each other's success. Electro uh, is like, I really thought you guys were bullshit, but like, I'm so on board for this plan. And then uh, Beetle is like, well, anyway, I'll see you later. I got to go. And then uh, it turns out, and I don't remember this actually even being a thing, but everyone was kind of like excited about the reveal. Uh, Peter Parker has this roommate for no reason because he's with Mary Jane again, so there's no reason for him to be with this guy, but whatever. Uh, but like Spider-Man lives with a roommate that he has had actually in the 90s when Mary Jane was dead uh, named Randy Robertson. It's Yeah, didn't he show up in something recently? Yeah, yeah, he's all over the place. No, but he answered the door for... for... Yeah, yeah. Oh, for um, for Absolute Carnage. Yes, he was in Absolute Carnage. Yeah, he, he answered the door for Peter, who was yeah. also there. Uh, but people have been like, "Who's Randy Robertson's secret girlfriend?" And I'm like, "What? You care about that?" I mean, good for Randy, but like, I'm I'm reading this for Peter and his adventures, which, as near as I can tell, are really like few and far between. Um, also, isn't Mary Jane a character? Is shouldn't be she be in this book? I just yeah. like having read that read this, I was like, "Oh yeah, isn't she supposed to be in this book?" Um, anyway, Beetle and Randy are bang are banging. Does he know? Uh, does Brandy know that she's Beetle? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because they're, they're making out in her costume. Oh, he's totally down? I guess. Maybe he just thinks she's a gymnast. I doubt it. And that this is her, like, routine outfit. Yeah, I, I, I don't think so. Oh, okay, well. But, uh, yeah. But Spider-Man finds out, so now he's like, oh no, what do I do? And it's like, who, who could care? Who, <laughs> like, who could be brought to give a crap? Um, I will say that, like, the art is, like, interesting. Yeah, it's better some places and... Not so much other places. Yeah. He's also, like, trying to do, like, a kind of, like, Ditka with just Spider-Man. Everything else is, like, modern. I will say that Laura Martin's colors are really good. I like the colors. I like the colors a lot. Uh, you know. They never really get better than the first page, but, like, that's because the art never really gets better than the first page. But Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was like, wow. And, like, the end page is pretty good. There's the end page is also really good. Yeah, movement. exactly. But, like, it's nice. Boomerang never looks cooler than he's ever looked on this one first page. It is nice to see Boomerang, like, be like, Beetle, we're, we're friends. And she's like, no, we're not. You're a jerk. He's like, yeah, but before that, we were friends. <laughs> uh, that was... Yeah, ignore the jerk part, okay? Yeah. Just... Like, all the, all the dialogue is good. The character stuff is fine when Spencer remembers to use them. Okay. And that's all I can say about that. Okay. Is that like, it's another one of those like, oh, this is a this is a technically good, competently made Spider-Man comic that is not deliberately screwing up everything you've been reading. Okay. But that's again, not bad. yeah, it's just it's just not blowing any skirts up, ladies and gentlemen. Like. <laughs> By the way, Beetle in that first um, image there yes. looks like he just doesn't understand what colors Judge Dredd is. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But, like, I, I could see Boomerang becoming, like, a hero after this. Oh, I know he won't because they don't do that. Okay. But, like, it would be kind of fun if he was. Right, right, right. Because his suit is because he's white and blue. Like, he that's, that's a hero color scheme. It works for me. Yeah. So I've, all right. I could do that. Uh, Neil what, is, and, what is up with people? I guess boomerangs are that color, like in your head. Right. A boomerang is white and blue because cats and boomerangs also. Yeah. Weird. No, well, I mean, like, that. that's just, I what guess. Is that chicken or the egg situation? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I will know. I do know that Neil and Bradley says, are there any new horror comics coming that you're excited for? Love the show. Thank you, Neilan. 
Uh, I don't read a lot of horror comics, but uh, I will say if you dig like schlocky, kind of like mainstream horror, you might like Absolute Carnage. It is more or less a horror book. Yeah. But like, you know, with an adventure angle to it. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, like like a Friday the 13th or a Nightmare on Elm Street kind of horror right. where it's like, oh no, the villain is a joke and the heroes might die. But like at the end of the day, it's going to have a happy ending. It's that kind of horror. Right. But not right, like right. a true horror. Not like, like Harrow County or something. Right. Um, I was trying to, th- I'm, I'm sure there are. I, I don't know why my brain is just so focused on what color a boomerang is right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, why do I ruin myself with these things? I um, I was going to say, um, I guess the book that, uh, one of the books I read this week, Unearth, is kind of horror Unearth? Unearth. Okay. It's like... Not unearthed. No, unearth. Okay. Unearth. And not on earth. No, unearth. <laughs> I can't keep saying this. Um, it is a Cullen Bunn book, though, so ah. that's up to you. It's, it's totally your decision whether or not mm-hmm. you like it. It's that, like underground it's like it's descent meets alien meets um phantoms no what no is it like phantoms no it's it's not it meets like sort of event horizon meets like I'm okay so, so it's everything by the way if i ever meet cullen bund i think one of the first questions i'm going to ask him is like did you play silent hill or something because like <laughs> everything I'm you write a lot is of vibes. Like i'm kind of i'm getting some vibes here he'll also like he'll have a couple of like Nice things to say to you because you read everything he's ever written. <laughs> I I have read some things that he has written. We've we've met a lot of people that we've adm- that we admire. Like anybody that we like re- whose work we really dig, yeah. who is still alive, we've pretty much met, except for Cullen Bunn. I've never met who, Cullen like, Bunn. Never goes I've to New York Comic Con. Never met Cullen. Uh, he will be going to Baltimore, so we're gonna try and bother him there. Uh, yeah, I think he's gonna be like, who? I don't care. Wait, what? I'm gonna Probably get like not. I'm gonna get like one, like, or he won't go. Well, last year. Well, no, two years ago, McNiven was at, was at Baltimore. Oh. And you were like, hey, I liked Monsters <laughs> Unleashed. Yeah, and I didn't have my copy. I was going to come back the next day and get it signed. Yeah, but it, it was hard to find him and the lines were ridiculous. And instead, he just gave me one of the copies. He gave you his display copy because no one would want it. He's like, well, here you go. <laughs> and he signed it for me. And I was like, I think you have to do that. Yeah, he he's like, to do that. I would have had to schlep this stupid book home. No, no. There's also, if you're looking for horror fantasy, there's Manor Black, which is a Dark Horse book mm. written by Cullen Bunn. Manor Black, like a like Wayne Manor. I'm sorry, who wrote it? <laughs> Cullen Bunn, with art by Tyler Crook. There are other horror books. It's just you that are written by other that, people. You asked me that at this moment, and those are a couple that I just that on your read. Radar. And it's just like I'm sure there are more. And give me like like a, like a day, and I'll come up with a way more expansive list that has other things that aren't Cullen Bunn. I swear. I'm sure they will be written by Cullen I, Bunn. I swear. <laughs> uh, Cash Money in the Bank. <laughs> I have a problem. Says Re Symbiote Spidey. By the way, thank you very much for your generosity. Yeah, wow, thank you. Uh, how do you feel about in-canon series taking place elsewhere in continuity instead of just undoing inconveniences? Instead of splitting Peter and Mary, Peter and Mary Jane, set the book beforehand. Do all books need to be set now? They most certainly do not. Uh, I remember when, like, I feel like... I don't know the origins, and I'll have to ask Busick at this one point, but, like, there's a great book that I recommend all the time whenever it's like, oh, you want to read about, like, a young Spider-Man? Well, Ultimate Spider-Man and Untold Tales of Spider-Man, which is Untold is by Kurt Busick. But, like, uh, I don't know the origins of, like, where Untold Tales of Spider-Man came from. But 
I feel like it might have been a desperate, like, attempt by Busick, who is a continuity junkie and a comic book fan mm -hmm. and a superhero fan. Like, he's a fan and he loves this universe and he loves these characters. I think that was, like... it. it even if it wasn't intentional, it was a way to stem back the uh, editorial torrent of let's unmarry and de-age Spider-Man. Like, just make him a kid and mm -hmm. make him just, just profitable again. Even though he's still our most recognizable character, he's always been profitable. Uh, and it turns out that, like, only making clones a thing is really how it makes him unprof unprofitable. Right. But, like, I feel like... That was his way of being like, if you want a, if you want a young unmarried Spider-Man, just tell more stories about when he was a teenager. There's only like 20 issues or so, well, maybe 30, of, of Amazing Spider-Man where, you know, he there's lots of stuff in between that. Here, I'll show you. Mm -hmm. And then he literally did that and, and weaved each book in continuity. The book was canceled for low sales, by the way. So it's not like it sold and it worked. But maybe that's also his way of showing you, like, hey, listen, like, that's not what everybody's asking for. But there, so the point I'm saying in the roundabout way is, like, yes, there's precedent and yes, there's room for you to be like, I want to do this story about, like, Thor and his original costume and how he has both arms and and two eyes and I'm, I'm sick of this bullshit. We'll just tell any mil any other story about Thor before any of the things now. Right. I want to tell a story about Thor and Captain America and Iron Man. I'm sure there's a story you could weave in there between any story yeah and just do that yeah and no one would no one would really complain especially if you were like hey go on a fun comic quest and go look for those books where it weaves in between right you know i i, I don't know I, I don't think you can get a whole series out of it but like if you want to like get your get your jones out there you can and i think there's room for it mm -hmm. so yeah i don't think you need to but i think in order to get relevancy you need to set them now uh, Mr. Supertastic says, fun back issues this week. I was expecting Ben to hate reincarnation, but he didn't. And Ethan insisting that you should run from turtles was great. Yeah, if you haven't watched our back issues on Ninja Turtles, we did IDW's Ninja Turtles. Uh, ben did hate reincarnation. He was really unhappy about it uh, until we revealed uh, Shredder. Because the idea, of course, is that, like, you know. I, yeah. Yeah, they're all reincarnated. <laughs> but, like, Shredder isn't. Right. And they were both like, okay, never mind, we're good. And I think the idea was they didn't want they didn't like the idea of these four giant turtles and a and a ninja rat like jumping on this poor like Japanese guy who just didn't ask for it. But it's like no, in a past life you killed us. <laughs> but if they remember, then he would remember. I and know, and I'm like, evil. who cares? Don't you know how any of this stuff works, boys? No, they don't. That's why they're on those sides of the camera. <laughs> Uh, he also says, I like the issue. Uh, the interactions are fun, and I like the positive reinforcement of the syndicate. I enjoy the fun stories more than the series arcs. Uh, not talking about Ben and Ethan. Now he's talking about Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, like, I like it, but also, like, when it's fun it, in this series, it feels like, who cares? As opposed to, like, and when it's serious, it's like, what are you doing? Right. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, anyway. That's what I got. What are you reading? Uh, me? Yeah. So, how many more do you have? Uh, that isn't the big one that we're going to talk about. Right? Together. I think two. And then one of the, Yeah, so okay. one. So, I have three. So, I'm going to try to do a combo two of them. Okay. Um, so, combo. Unearth. Uh, uh, I already mentioned Unearth. Number two came out this week. It's Colin Bunn book. They're underground. It's um, a bunch of people who, like, there's like, it's like, oh, that's right. There's also like a little Junji Ito references here and there in the first issue. Of course there is. With like some body horror going on. Mm -hmm. Body horror. By the way, those bodies that were horrored, they're like missing now. Oh, great. I'm like, cool. Cool said nobody. Um, there's like a team of like 
um, some soldiers and some scientists underground, they split the party. Mm-hmm. Listen, people, don't split the party, okay? It's just not going to work. Yeah. The moment you realize you're in a bad situation, you just, no, you can't. Everything around you will attempt to do it for you. You don't have to help it. It's true. Um, these guys split their party because they're they're caved in, so they're trapped underground. So you got that tension of being trapped underground. Mm-hmm. They saw some sort of crazy monster yeah. down there. Of course they did. Um, which they then chased off. The other, like the scientist team and a couple of the other like soldier guys are going to try to find another way out of the cave. Mm-hmm. The two leaders of both groups, the soldiers who remained behind and the scientists who went that way, the leaders of those groups are having some serious issues. They have seemed to have a lot of like hangups and guilt mm-hmm. being down in there, but they had like them coming into it and something is talking to them that nobody else can hear, but it's talking to them as though it's like someone that they know. Mm-hmm. Like the soldier hears like the the his like commanding officer. Right. Above they Brown. hear the source of their of their I don't like, even know if they hear that. Like they hear something that's just like, Don't worry, like we're gonna get you out of there, blah 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 and they're like talking he's like, Oh I hear you, okay, no problem. And right. like these other guys are like you didn't Who hear are you talking to? Mm-hmm. And then they get attacked by other creatures that are down there. The chick hears like this little girl's with them. She's creepy, creepy little girl. Yeah, creepy little girls, man. Um, children come in like two varieties, really general varieties. Totally okay and adorable and, and creepy, creepy getaway. Yeah. Um, and getaways. And getaways. Just getaways. Um, and she keeps seeing her as somebody else. Mm-hmm. And, uh, inevitably, like, they end up in this tunnel with all these, like, weird, weird like, blue sacky things on the ceiling mm-hmm. of the tunnel. And guy, like, one of the scientists is, like, looking at it, it bursts. Yeah. And they're like, dude, you can't, he's like, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to do that, I was just checking it out, I want to get samples and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And he's like, it seems okay, it's, like, inert, it's totally okay. And then all of a sudden, it's totally not okay, and right. it's eating away at his suit, and they're uh. trying to get the suit off of him, and she's freaking out, because, like, it telling her other like things like to bring people to them the guy's also hearing the voice oh, telling no. him to like bring his people to them he's mm-hmm. like you want to be part of something bigger i'll totally make you part of something bigger just bring them like to that. me just bring no. them to me i don't want that and like meanwhile they're trying to get this guy's suit off and they're like holy crap she makes a run for it down this other tunnel and then like all the things start like bursting overhead yeah. and so like they're all getting gooped up and then like a big thing falls down they yeah. leave that guy behind totally without a suit on mm-hmm. they've all taken their suits off and now they're just trapped down in there in the tunnel i'm like yep don't know what's going on but That's i'm in scary and cool thanks cullen bun yeah and it's like really like the art's interesting because it's like sometimes really good but like sometimes like creepily like off mm-hmm. but like it kind of works for the story sure. i think it's intentional i'm sure it because is. a lot of it seems to be pretty competently done and then like oftentimes it's just like something that's a little wrong yeah and i'm like it just doesn't make anything better <laughs> it doesn't make anything better nice the other book um there were two conan books that came out this week i read one of them wow and by red, I mean I looked at one of them. Because there's no dialogue? Because it's a visual story. Of course there um, is. It's, well, it's not written by anybody. It's, it's written. It's the Assad Ribic book. Um, it's a one shot about Conan's um, adventures, his first adventure. Yes. Really. It's young like, Conan. What, young, young Conan, but not like boy Conan, but like young, young man. I'm Conan. a man and I'm going on my exodus. Oh. Um, Conan is, is out in the wilderness. He's attacked by wolves. He kills a wolf. It's a lot of animal stuff. Mm hmm. Um, he kills two wolves, and one of the wolves is like, okay, I respect you, and he leaves. You're the alpha, I'll follow you. I, no, he doesn't follow him. I thought that was going to happen. And then, like, there's a cougar, mm-hmm. the cat, the mountain lion, not an, an older woman. He kills that? No, he goes to attack him, and then, like, looks at him and, and chooses not to. Because <laughs> it knows. It knows. He's also, like, kind of wounded. I don't know. Mm. Then he kills a rat. 
and oh. he eats it. Uh-huh. Like, this actually happens. <laughs> and then he spits it out. Because it's gross I guess. Whatever. It seems like he spits it out. It's like, oh, no, never mind. That was bad. What? And then he comes across some water. There's a bear. He kind of fights the bear. He gets the better of the bear. And from the bear, he makes the necklace that he wears of teeth. Oh. Then he finds, like, a city that's being... Or he finds a guy who's, like, dead, and he takes his armor. Okay. And then he finds, like, a city being pillaged. This is where the storytelling starts to kind of fall apart. Because, <laughs> like, he finds a, a village, and then he f- sees a goat, and he milks the goat to drink the milk. Yeah. And, like, a dude sees him, but then, like, Conan attacks him to, like, take him down a peg or two. Mm-hmm. And uh, he gets on his horse to ride away, but he gets shot in the leg with an arrow. Mm-hmm. And he rides off to another city, like an actual city. Goes from this village to the city, where like they immediately capture him and they like string him up between a couple of poles and they're gonna leave him to die. And he sees a window off in the distance and then like a light goes off. And then Conan's like, "There's a woman who I guess got him, okay. but we don't see any of that." <laughs> okay. And like he's in bed and he's horribly wounded. And they're like, "Oh, he's gone. What the hell?" And then Conan leaves. Like literally, I was like. Freaking what? Uh. It was really bizarre. And um, I was like, okay, cool. Some of the art looked pretty good. Like, Asad Rebek is, like, his style kind of lends itself to this sort of thing because it definitely had, like, that kind of, like, older style yes. to it. Um, a lot of his facial expressions are bizarre. Yeah, But a lot yeah. of the landscapes are gorgeous. And, like, right. the coloring on it's really pretty. That's cool. So, like, it was kind of neat. So it has um, value. But it kind of fell apart for me at the end. Yeah, it sounds about right. So I was like, all right. But it was a one shot. So you could not pick it up and it would be fine. <laughs> yeah, you it's could, not going to It's not going to mess up what, you, what you're learning about in Conan by Jason Aaron. But, like, that's what they advertise as the next book. So it's kind of part of that. So uh, I don't know. Anyway, mm-hmm. moving on. Cool. It was fine. Conan. More Conan. More Conan. Uh, I read Batman Universe number I two. I wanted to, and I didn't get a chance. It's by uh, Bendis and Darrington. Yeah. This is the best Batman book on the shelves, bar none. You need to buy it. If you like Batman, get this and nothing else. That's it. Batman Universe. Pick it up. Check it out. Buy it. The end. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, let's talk about Powers of it. <laughs> it's just great. I believe it. I've got one more book. Oh, great. We well, have to talk about it. Buy Batman Universe. Uh, just buy it. It's, it's the best Batman book, and it's the best Bendis book at DC. That's... This is insane. This this is insane. It's insane. This is insane. Nick Darrington does a great job. It's not as like excitingly drawn as the last one, okay. but he still does some Darrington stuff in it. Okay, that's you know, like, cool. Oh, I need to have. I'm gonna do a double page splash of Batman running across two rooftops. Uh, like ah, it's Darrington. I gotta go to the Grill City. I'm gonna draw the motherfucking Gorilla City here. Kaboosh. That's cool. Uh, I look forward to checking it out. Like then. I'm gonna do a. I'm gonna do my version of the Batcave. Kaboosh. Yeah. You're like oh, how great. I'm down. I look forward to reading it. Like I said, I wanted to, but I had so many other indie yeah. titles. Like, I want Riddler to look like Riddler. There. He doesn't look like an idiot. No. Like he does everywhere else. Since no. the new too. That's cool. I'm excited. Yeah. It's just, you know, twists and turns. Nothing you don't expect. Batman's experience and his interactions with all of the characters. It's a team-up book. It's like Batman team-up. It's like right. it's like Marvel team-up, but like, you know, DC. Yeah. And it's just Batman being like, each issue, he's like, it's it, hey, what's, who are you? Let's do this. And he's all on board. Like, he's just having a good time. Yeah. And he's like, not a dickhead to everybody. You know, like, it's him and Oliver. They have like a little back and forth. They have this great moment where he goes, uh, where Ollie goes, uh, have you talked to Superman? And Batman goes, all the time. And Ollie goes, so he's just avoiding me. And it's just really, 
It's just a genuine interaction. That's really funny. Yeah, I really like that. But I like Batman being like all the time. Like he's not like lying. Then Ollie should have gotten a. No, I'm glad they didn't do this. It'd be too kitschy to have him get a text that says like, "I am." Yeah. Like, Good. I can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear everything. <laughs> that make that make him scary. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Batman universe, buy it. It's great. All right. They don't screw it up. All right. Um, before we move on to the thing that everybody actually wants us to talk about, yeah. I have to mention the fact that Doctor Strange over seventeen came Is it? out. No, it? no, it's not it. There's an annual, yeah. This is the end of the, like, Harold Galactus Dormammu story. Oh. Uh, remember, like, last time, Galact- like, Steven fed him with, like, all the energy he could and then, like, hit him in the face, and it, like, he thought it would explode outwards, but instead he imploded inwards, yes. and then Steven's just in this white void, and he's like, uh, whoops. Uh-huh. So this time, like, he he's there, and, like, Eternity shows up and is like, so you you think you're a god or something? Right. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, well, uh, you did all this crap, and now you're the only entity left in the universe, so was, that sounds like you're thinking you're a god. He's like, no, I like, okay, so, like, I think what happened was, you know, remember Mephisto made that deal with me? He called in his debt. I was like, that just happened. It just happened. So, <laughs> basically, Mephisto, like, poofed him out into hell, which is, like, a dimension next to our universe. Okay. And was just like, what are you doing, you idiot? Like, without <laughs> souls, like, what am I going to do? I, I, I get a lot of pleasure out of that. And if you're the only soul I have, woe unto you. Right. <laughs> you that's, better fix this. That's a, that's a fun interaction. I like yeah, that. Yeah, like, it's, the face on Mephisto is kind of hilarious because he's really just like, what? Yeah, well, that's... I mean, this is your plan? Literally, those are the two faces Mephisto should make. It should be, hello, yeah. and what? Enjoy your enjoyment of Mephisto for right now, because we're going to get into this. We're getting into this. By the way, is he king of hell, and do they forget about Johnny Blaze? Yeah. Okay, cool. So anyway, um, he's like, okay, so here's the thing. You used to be a surgeon. You need to perform surgery. On the universe. On the universe. That's on the, the stupidest <laughs> thing ever. That sucks. That's like a first idea. That's like a pitch... That you would have pitched in like 1986, and everyone at the board meeting would be like, "Oh, bravo! You're hired forever. Let's make him editor in chief of Marvel Comics." Like that's so stupid, right? So you perform universe. There's like literally like one little spark that's left. That's like a Star on Trek joke. Before it, so yeah. No, I know. There's like a little spark of the universe left before it's going to like explode outward again and create something new. Uh-huh. So Steven has to go in there and, and like put everything back the way it was. Every thing yeah but before he can do that he has to get permission from the other entity that's still there the living tribunal right in charge of the multiverse sure and so the living tribunal shows up he's dead yeah he's here no he's here and so he's like he's like hey okay cool like you like if i if i give you permission are you going to make sure that you put everything back exactly as it was Exactly they just unmade the universe was. like three years ago. Oh, we're doing it again. <laughs> so he's just like, no, I will. Like I took, I took an oath never to harm or like. But like anything. that's not the same thing as rebuilding the universe. He says, and that includes never exercising liberties with my patient. What? So I like I like. So I'll eliminate cancer while I'm doing it. I won't do that. <laughs> I won't stop Hitler. I won't do anything like that. Uh-huh. I'm just I don't think that strange that powerful. Going to well now he is. He's like just gonna put the universe back together. So he uses the eye of Agamotto and like he puts everything back. Dinosaurs, the Celestials, what? the Romans, Cowboys, <laughs> Captain America. He may have missed a few steps in between it's, those. They'll fill itself in. Eventually it starts putting itself back together. All the bad stuff's there. 
scrolls yeah, Hitler. Is this like a pit? Is this is this a is this a commercial for the history of the Marvel Universe book this that he's also is writing? Like a pitch of like, let me. I I remember things. So said Mark Wade. Yeah. As as he retold the story, then he has to relive his own life, which is like the panel of him going over the edge in the car is amazing because it looks like he's having a good time. He does. Woo! <laughs> Surge. <laughs> It's just a silhouette of the car. He doesn't. Ah! I think he does have his hands out when he does fall out of the car. Yeah. By the way, the way in which this is like presented is like a wily e. coyote level of like cliff that he's going over. Yeah. He would be dead. Yeah. No, that is a straight up cliff. Anyway, like he's in a friggin' Looney Tunes car. Yeah. Too. And then like it, he goes into like this is where Wade's like showing his badge of I remember things that Doctor Strange did. Okay. Where he's just like he's like he fought Baron Mordo and Dormammu and Death and Shumagorath and the Dweller in the Darkness, and I'm like. Okay, honey, it's okay. The book is over. <laughs> You're all done. You're good. Pack it but up no, he home. rebuilt the whole universe. Right, and then he remembers Clea, and that helps to like focus him. And like he's just like he remembers that love, and what? like he won't change. Even though she he- hasn't been in his rudder for like thirty well, that, years, he is. The, she's the rudder. And um, he's just like he remembers her saying that he loved her, or like, yeah, that she loved him as like the last things. And he's like, it won't be the last things, like blah blah blah. Yeah. But like he won't even fix that. Like he won't fix the marriage that they had between right. the two of them. Um, and so then he's like, I I will change one thing. I know I promised I would not change anything, right? But I will because if I don't, we're gonna be basically stuck in a loop. Oh. Of like, you know what I mean? If I put everything back exactly as it was, oh, but this just gonna end again. No, because that because you fixed it. You're after that point. Yeah, but it, but I can't. I can't fix it. Like I'm fixing it from I I, I I I'm doing all of time. So that has to have happened. So what he yeah, does? Yeah, and is, then that happened, and then you went after that. Yeah. So basically, he didn't know how to fix this. So basically, he goes back in time to fix it. That's. So he goes back. He gives himself four days. He goes back to when the original dude showed up. Uh, what the hell's his name? Uh, Zola's. The guy who showed up and, like, took all his magic because Galactus was coming. Mm. And, like, he knows he's coming now, so he puts him in a bubble. That, like, Dormammu taught him how to do this spell, so he puts him in the bubble. And Zolas is like, ah, I have to save my planet. And he's like, there's only one way to stop Galactus. It's the thing that Norn Rad did. Bro, be a herald. You have to become the herald of Galactus. This random guy? Zolas. Herald of Galactus. Well, that's his old name. He has to get a new name. Yeah. He also puts Strange in his old costume for like a, like one of his old like wow like, like the full be- the full body blue sock. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's bizarre for a second. So the guy goes and does that, and he's just like, "Neat. I did it. I fixed everything. That's cool." And like he talks to um, Eternity and um, to the Living Tribunal, and he's just like, and he like. It's, like, weird how much there's, like, a message here and the message is missed. <laughs> right. Like, outwardly and, like, on purpose. Where, like, at the beginning of this, Doctor Strange was like, my life is just a series of, like, cycles and, like, blah, blah, blah. And that's stupid. And in the end of the day, that's how he had to fix things was by going back through and, like, undoing this one thing. Right? Mm-hmm. But he had to go back. He had to do the cycle. Right? In a mm-hmm. sense. And he's just like, I realize now that, like, you know, my life has become too cyclical and I'm going to try to find ways to break that. I'm like... I mean, but you just I did that. You, do, you have to go back through cycles to... Okay, never mind. Who mm-hmm. cares? So he's like, bye! And he leaves. And then he ends up in hell. And Mephisto's like, ha ha! You fixed everything. Cool. Anyway, I want my, my, my free wish. And he's just like, I already gave you that. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. I basically told you how to fix things. I didn't ask you to do it. Mm-hmm. So you, now I get my wish. And he's just like, fine. And he's just like, you know what I want. Oh, my God. He one more days him. Yeah. 
That's the worst thing ever. He's like, I want the piece of your soul that is Clea. Oh my God. Do I have to do it? Or are you going to do it yourself? So you make strange, go to Clea. She's all excited to see him. And he's just like, Hey, she's like, Hey, you're back. Yay. That's awesome. And he's like, is there any chance you and I can make this work? She's like, yeah, there is. And he's like, damn it. And then he takes her memory of him. Right. And so she turns around. She's like, who are you? Weird person. Right. That's the worst thing ever. So like, that's what we're going to do to Mephisto now. He's just going to be a marriage collector. That's so stupid. I was like, that's so obnoxious. But like, and I don't know. Why? Why would he do that? It's it's such a non like thing. Like Doctor Strange hasn't been married. So the Doctor Strange is like, I walk this path alone. And he's he's shrouded in in in, darkness and in the the in the 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 window where there's just pictures of people that he. That's a big fart of a book. I was like. I had to what talk about this. I was, I was reading this. I was like, wow, he immediately wanted the favor and the favor was that, whatever. And then the favor is the other thing. I can't believe. I was like, believe I was like you're, he, not, you're not going to do this. Yeah. Either. I can't believe that he friggin' one more date him. That's so dumb. Yeah. Especially because like, it wasn't so like they were married anymore. <laughs> like it was already over. He's like, yeah, but it's going to see like we were building back. We we're coming back. Right. It's just, we can't have, I'm like, we can't have a, wait, there's no, what? There's no, nobody's worried about having a married Dr. Strange. No. Nobody even really remembered Clea from Only New Mark Wade did. And Only, he's the one who reminded everybody. I'm not saying nobody because I knew who Clea was. Right. And like, I, you know, the, the tragedy of their marriage. I still I think, see Clea cosplayers. People yeah, remember. And like, she was in an annual recently. And like, I kind of like that relationship relationship where it's just like they might earn it back one day who knows taking it away from him right now after it was not earned that they might even get back together i was like sure why not yeah what no that's so stupid what that's so stupid it's so what (laughs) it's not very moist it's not moist that is dry yeah that sucks so boo (laughs) boo yeah so Pricey8040 says, I used to be a barbarian like you before I took an arrow to the leg. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And now it's all he talks about at length in the <laughs> middle of town. Thank you. Uh, cash Money in the Bank. <laughs> Sal heaps praise on DC Bendis. Me, shocked face. I know, right? It's I really just, weird. Like, what? Because I couldn't care less about like any of the things that he's doing. I just, no. I just read a thing about the Legion of Superheroes, and I'm like, get out of here. You're like, don't care. Get out of here. On. Like, basically, John, John comes up with uh, the Federation. He's like, we should just we should just all be one big thing, one government. <laughs> and everyone's like, that sucks. And then the Legion shows him like, this is the day that you turn it all around. Why don't you come join the Legion? And they're like, Aah! and I'm like, yeah, you're leaving. Yeah. Like, bye. why why'd you do it? Why'd you end the issue on a dun dun dun? We know you're we know you hate this character. We know you aged him up to get him out of here. Get the hell out of here, man. Yeah. Eat it. Everyone's having a good time in these two universes. Way to go. Yep. That sucks. Hey, let's start with something that doesn't really suck. Yeah, let's do it. Powers of X. Woo, there Powers it is. of 10. I don't know. 10. Powers of 10, 2. 3 comes out next week. I know. And then we'll have two House of Xs. Right, fine. So, like, they're not going to intersplice them for some reason. Yeah. No. Which I wonder if that indicates. It's important. Like, yes. it's deliberate. Everything's deliberate. It's all deliberate. It's driving me crazy how deliberate everything may or may not be. Powers of 10, number two, came out and completely turned me around on uh, how it goes, I guess. I don't know. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. I was like, uh, I, I read a thing, and I'll talk about that thing in a minute. Yeah. Uh, Powers of 10, it's uh, it's written by Hickman. Uh, is this one done by R.B. Silvia or Pepe Larraz? I don't remember. I think it's Silva. Uh, yeah, R.B. Silva. Sorry. 
Um, by the way, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're liberally using more of those, like, Krakoan languages yeah, and stuff. Yeah, we need to people. Crack that shit. Oh, they did. There's ciphers all over the place. Oh. I, I, I tried to crack a couple of them the other day, but there's a few words, or there's a few letters still missing. That's what I'm saying. I've got to crack it. Um, this one was the only one I tried to translate, it's, and it's missing two specific letters. Well, you watch Wheel of Fortune. You can figure this out. Uh, yeah, but you're better at it than I am. Well, I didn't crack anything. So anyway, the book. Uh, you know, so Powers of X2. Uh, you know, obviously this is the time travel one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get to see, like, What's going on? Uh, you know the the mastermind thing. The you know the the mother mold. I the should mother say. mold. Uh, it's on their radar, and they're like, Cyclops, you gotta go up there. You gotta kill it. And he's like, right on. Meanwhile, in the future, uh, but not the few, not the big future. Uh, it turns out that the guy who's running everything within year whatever, ten year X to the second power, uh, year one hundred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's apocalypse. Yeah. And so, you know, they give Apocalypse information. Uh, Nimrod's a dick. And then, uh, you know, and then we go to the next town. And then we get some we get some information about Nimbuses. Yeah. Not to be confused with the Dragon Ball Z thing. Nope. Uh, then we go to we go to the next future, the one I could care less about. Uh, I think this one's interesting. I know you do. And um, they're, they're getting visited. The whole thing is about AIs. Yeah. The whole thing is about AI... So let's just talk about that. I'm not going to do a summary of this book. Okay. So, Everybody read it. Let's just talk. You read it. You know what we're talking about. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, the, like, apparently the whole thing's about freaking robots. Yeah. God damn it. Maybe. Um, so basically, the concept is kind of like Star Trek, where like if you come up with warp drive, you get the Vulcans find you, and they invite you to be part of the Federation. Right. Uh in this, it's like if you achieve AI status, but like super AI, yeah, you get like welcomed into this thing, into this <laughs> like this federation of of, of friggin' robots. Uh, I don't know how that happened before without Ultron and Vision, but forget that. Let's just yeah. move on. Okay. Um, I don't know. What do you think of this book? I liked it. Yeah. It left me... Okay, so it left me with more questions than anything else. Naturally. I I wrote down that I feel like I can't tell what ideas I'm discovering and which ones I'm being led to. Yes. Which is really genius because it must be what it's like to deal with Moira and Xavier. Right. I don't know... Yeah, what, what you know already. What I'm figuring out on my own as opposed to where you're trying to make me go. Yes. Which is driving me crazy. Yeah. Just crazy. Right? Uh, by the way, if you're unfamiliar with the series, which, you know, you should probably read the book, uh, House of X, Powers of Ten, there are two series in one series. It's basically all one story. Uh, but House of X is about the present, and Powers of Ten is about not that. Yeah. More or less the future. Which future? That's the thing. Right, right. Uh, but we're getting more information. We're getting more. Yeah. And I think the idea is that we're figuring things out. Out of sequence from when Moira figured things out. Like, Moira's figuring out the things that we are figuring out as the series keep going. Because Moira, of course, was retconned as a mutant, right. and she has a butterfly effect power, and she can go right. back in time. Uh, well, she gets reborn after she dies. Um, so, yeah, what other questions did you have about okay. Powers of Ten? So, is... I Okay, so... The question really comes down to that, like, apocalypse thing. Yes. Like, the timeline. Like, when when is that? Yeah, what, what, what's going on here? So, like, but, like, he's, like, so in one of the panels, Apocalypse is, like, 
totally almost Mr. Freezing it up. Yeah. He's like talking to something. Yeah. And it's like in a thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know. I'm like, is Moira like a Nora now? Where like she's yeah. in a tube? She straight up is in a tube. And I know a lot of people are saying that like the reason the timeline just went off the pages because it was so far into the future. But I'm like, is she alive or dead? Or maybe her consciousness isn't alive, but her mm-hmm. body is still there. Like, yeah. Like the sarcophagus, I should say. Yeah. No, it's I think I think it straight up is her, and I think that's why it goes on so far. Like, and it's like when like the when the heat death of the universe comes, that's when she dies and starts out, and she's like, okay, well that one didn't work. <laughs> well, that sucks. Yeah. Um, but I did learn a lot, or at the very least, Apocalypse got some information and gave it to me. But like, yeah. Right. Right. So does the universe or timeline end when she dies, or does it continue? Like, does she splinter off a timeline that then just goes on and on if she's dead? I think. Or that does it just cease to exist? With Marvel time, usually it creates another tangent. So right. I think that every time that Moira resets, yeah, she creates a new timeline, and it supersedes the previous timeline. But that timeline doesn't cease to exist. It just skews off and becomes some universe. Right. Now, my understanding is Hickman has weighed in a little bit on something about, like, not... I have not it's read it. not something... Oh, I thought it was in that thread that you well, sent Well, here's the thing. Okay, and I'm going to give some credit uh, because some people don't. Uh, I Snow Nothing on Twitter. Uh-huh. Uh, his display name is The Muppet Jared Takes Krakoa. Uh, talked about how, basically, his theory is that Powers of X, the book, is about Moira's ninth lifetime with Apocalypse. Uh, you can look actually over on uh, Powers of X number one. The data page says MX file zero ML09 Apocalypse Build X. Like that, that's the one that we've designated. So we're in the Apocalypse timeline. Uh, what her sixth life is definitely going to be significant. I think the future will be tied in with the ninth. Uh, references to mutant leadership and Sinister Takeover of Power of X don't even mention Magneto or Xavier, who we know are dead in the nine timeline. Uh, he also mentioned, goes on to say that uh, when we deal with, like, Red Nightcrawler and Rasputin 4, mm-hmm. you know, they talk about how um, well, Cardinal is the red one. Uh, how he says in his, you know, when he's a coward and he won't, like, help out, um, he says, I will see you when the world is made again. And it's like, so he is aware that Moira will reset. Right. Which also begs to quest- the question of, like, does that mean that the world is reset and that these timelines don't skew off. They right. should. But they pro- but maybe they don't. Maybe they supersede and replace. The stakes are higher if they do because that means that like you can't jump from timelines, you know, like people like Cable or whoever. Right. Franklin Richards can't like jump between timelines. Um and it gives real stakes to those timelines that are of course eradicated mm-hmm. and makes us question which timeline the 616 Marvel universe is in. Or the Prime Universe. Right. Um, he also says, We have made it clear in the timeline of Nine, Moira and Apocalypse founded the X-Men, then worked with Sinister, and her lifetime extends off the page far past the present day. In the Powers of X number two, the old man that they were referring to in the first issue is Apocalypse uh, and does not con- contradict the Life 09 theory. Um, he also says, This could explain why Magneto... The green Magneto in the Mm -hmm. team is so long-lived, he could be a first-generation Chimera with Polaris as the genetic donor. That it isn't like a son of Magneto. This is Magneto. Right. Or a Magneto creation. Yeah. And he's one of the two, like, genetic breedings that was from the the Sinister timeline. Uh, It's only Xavier in the first two panels of the first sequence of issue one, where it's Xavier from the past, 
Xavier in the Cerebro Helmet, and then Nimrod, and then the Librarian. Uh, this signifies and hints the last two aren't part of the same sequence because right here from the start, they're not. Okay, so like this whole like thing though, as you broke it down, like I was like, I mean, I don't know. I, that didn't like... Blow my mind. No, because... It's just more like, like keeping well, track because, of where it's going. Right, but I mean like, I, I, I don't know. I guess I didn't like necessarily think like this issue would have never in a million years made me think this was linear. Like right. these stories that are, are running through well, here, because it's, this is like more like this is something that is used for us to understand more of what's happening in House of X. Yeah. So like this issue made me think prior to reading this that we are meant to learn how the machines are building society, and, that's and that important. is the like. For me, I was like, wait a minute. Are we learning this so that we can understand what they're doing with Krakoa? Yeah. Creating the hive minds mm -hmm. and like the breakdown of all of that. And right. like, is that what she learned from it? Where she was just like, okay, the, the way to fix this is to get to here. Mm -hmm. And that like, it's a long game right. for her. Well, cause, and they make the reference in this issue, I think, where uh, basically Xavier and Moira go to Magneto and they're like, we're playing a long game. Now, that being said, is that a flashback to, like, basically all of X-Men? Right. Or, like, all of Marvel Prime or Marvel 616? Yeah. Because after, after Secret Wars is technically not 616. But, like, is does that mean, then, that, like, Professor X and Magneto have been playing this game the entire time, and all the sequences that we've been reading in comics have happened... But that Professor X and Magneto knew that those were going to happen and that they were just kind of like... Like, we were talking about this actually on uh, Sam Basher and DJ Woolrich's show, Only Stupid Answers, where it's like, in Fatal Attractions, when Magneto's like, you're on my my my, my, my asteroid, and I gotta pull the adamantium out of Wolverine. Was he pretending that he didn't know he was going to do well, that? and like, that's why I think that, like, if he's trying to clean up the timeline, so he'll just be like, they happen, but not in this version of the timeline. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. another version of the timeline. This is this isn't the ten. This isn't the ten timeline or yeah. the whatever timeline that we might I don't, may or may but not be. I in. don't subscribe to that theory because then that means that all those books didn't happen, and I don't like that. No, but, it, they <laughs> did happen, just not in this timeline. Right, but the timeline that we're going to be reading about from now on. Oh, you mean do you mean the timeline of powers of ten? No, no, no. Just I mean, like, like the timeline of now. The timelines of Moira. Like right. Some of these books happened in those timelines. It definitely seems like they line up. Right. Like some of the continuity that you would have expected to be part of the current timeline are actually part of previous timelines. Right. So like, okay. Um, the other thing is like, so, you know, on that like page of, um, the actual, like there's like the information on how like the technoarchy or yes. the, whatever it is of galactic, whatever stuff, like they have a text explanation of it. Mm -hmm. And then they have like, a um, graphic depiction of it with like these circles and within those circles there's like lines and dots. Yes. And I legit can't tell if that is just a design <laughs> choice or that's done very specifically. I think it's both. Because I was looking at like the hive yes. part where like there's three different circles for the hive. Right. right? There's three circles there. And like I'm like, so are we supposed to be counting these spokes? Do they mean anything? Are these <laughs> they definitely mean something. Interpretations of that, and but can we like can we take this and apply it to what's going on with Krakoa? And mm. is like Mora's ultimate goal not about evolutionary like you know um, you know superiority right. over mankind, but to like get them to either become like ascended in the future? Mm -hmm. Like you know what I mean? Like that yeah. that future civilization where it's like 
where humans are like proto man and like a little like greenhouse. Yeah, and like I guess those are mutants there, but maybe they're not. I think because they're, I think they're robots. They're I, robots. I, I think they're I think they're bioorganic beings. Okay, I wasn't I, I that I was like I can't tell what I'm looking. at. I don't yet. know either because then where are the? Oh, mutants? you're talking about like the the things that look like eternity that come down and they're like hey. No, that's the phalanx. Right, that's the phalanx. <laughs> yeah. No, that is that is the phalanx right. who I guess may or may not be giving them the techno organic virus. Right. <laughs> now you're talking about these guys. Yeah, because they're wrinkled. Yeah. So they're well. I think it's her. I think it's this. Yeah. No, there's many of them there. Oh right. There right. were multiples of them there, and they seek ascension. Yeah. And I'm like, is this like Moira's Endgame here, where it's like, no, I we we live on because like we made it to the end, we survived. Right. Screw you, humanity. Right, yeah. I think so. There's just so many pieces. Like, this literally, like, the way he's telling this book is, like, the first issue was, like, as though we were zoomed into an image so far you couldn't tell. Like, you could see, like, like a dot. Yes. And, like, we just keep zooming out. and It's, like, a thousand megapixels. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to see the entire picture. And, like, it's going to be, like, oh. I think that's absolutely how. <laughs> that's how we tell stories. And I think that's how it's going to happen. I, I, But, like, it's this has been, like, it's just so incredible. Yeah. Like, this whole thing has just been so incredible. And, like, I cannot wait to see the tying into the phalanx. Yeah. And well, I think the quote at the end where uh, it, it's a reference to when Professor X and Magneto finally join. Yeah. Where it's like, you you must see by now that there is no you and I. There's only us. We are together or we're nothing. That's why I thought that... It's they, referring to the hive mind. It's referring right, to the phalanx. Right, which is like, why like, I was like, wait, like in this timeline 10, if this is timeline 10 that we're reading in House of X, mm -hmm. is that why Krakoa has been brought in? Yes. Because it's like... This is going to get us there. Yeah, like, we need to be joined as a hive mind in order to survive what is coming. Yeah. Because we haven't tried this. <laughs> I don't know. It's nuts. It is. This book is... It's just so incredible. And it looks great, too. Yes, it does. It just looks great. What's funny is the next issue is going to be another Powers of X, which is probably just going to give us more questions. questions Absolutely. And, like, ugh. Yeah. But like they'll be interesting and 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 hopefully hope. like it just feels like I'm like we can't just keep going up, can we? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. I, I have like just so many questions. I know. So many like thought. Did you think that the Krakoa might be what they were? I don't know. Like don't... they're making an organic version of this like crazy. Yeah, like we're we're cheating and getting there now. Yeah, like we're cheating the machines by yeah. trying to do that. What I thought was interesting too was that Scott. Yes. Like that goes off. I was like the one that's going to kill uh, Mother, Mother Mold. Mold. Yeah, or like they're like it's like how many millions of miles away? Either they're going to use a Krakoan flower, or he they're getting rid of like the actual X Men, and that's where like these like like maybe they actually do have other like. Yeah, that's that's a Cyclops. That's one of the Cyclops that I use. <laughs> yeah. I was like, is this... I think that, I think that's definitely part of the pod people thing. Could you imagine, though, like, the other X-Men come back? Yeah. From, like, their mission, and they're like, what the hell is this? Right. There's also an interesting thing I noticed, and, like, I, I don't know if it's anything. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's anything, because I don't know if anything is anything. Yeah. But there's, like, this random, like, effect, and you'll see it occasionally in the panels. Mm -hmm. Um when they're using the Krakoan technology. Yes. Like, there's, like, these, like, little floaty pieces. And occasionally there are other places, but there's also a lot of, like, lens flares in this. Mm -hmm. But you see, like, when he's talking to Scott. Yeah, when, when, when Professor X when is, like, Professor he X goes, listen to me, Scott. And there's, like, the weird things around yeah. him, too. And I'm, like, are you, is Krakoa also influencing Scott? Right. And then, like, you see it kind of 
over Scott oh, as yeah, well. Oh, yeah. And no, I'm, like, is that, that I'm like, is that anything? Or am I just so now reading into every artistic license that could be being taken here? Yeah. This is what Hickman's doing to me. Right. This is what you're doing it's to an me. Interesting, that's an interesting observation. <laughs> it's nothing. It's nothing. But, like, that's, like, an example of, I think... Yeah, those spores the, from a Krakoa that are you right, used? But I'm like, I was going to say, like, that's, I think, to me, an example of, like, the excitement surrounding this book. Exactly. Is because it's, like, you're looking at all these things, and it's, like, things probably will lead nowhere. Right. And, it's, and it may not be your cup of tea, but it doesn't, but you can't say it's bad. Right. It's just kind of, like, cool. It's exciting. This is interesting. It's just exciting. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's Powers, that's powers of Ten. Uh, yeah. Mr. Supertastic says, I love the dialogue in the Batman Universe book. He stays on the mission, but treats people as equals and has real humor. No weird out-of-place humor like Snyder. Agreed. Um, Mr. Supertastic also says, uh, Universe, all with his personality and dialogue, is the one I enjoy as part of a team. His regular is just as much of an ass. Is, is too much of an ass to people. I agree with that as well. Uh, Daniel Preto also says, uh, Maybe Hickman will use Moira X plus Franklin Richards to retcon the creation myth of the Marvel Universe. They could do that. I mean, Franklin's a Franklin is an end game for them. I think so. They too. need Franklin maybe to like ascend or maybe to like make that next step, maybe to guarantee ascension. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't know. Right, because Franklin has been brought up in any of the timelines, only been brought up in House of X. Yes. And so I don't know if that's like one of those things where it was like, they like the team of Moira and Xavier and Magneto came together and realized that that he was going to be a key player mm -hmm. in all of this. It's interesting too because like when you're thinking about that like where they are right now, like that ten timeline. Yeah, if that's where they are right now. If, we're there. if that's where they are, mm -hmm. I don't know how they have like that. Like the three of them have like a schism. Yeah, and I'm like, so wait, when we see them later on, like. Yeah. First of all, we haven't seen Moira no. in House of X. We just haven't straight up seen her. Mm -hmm. Did they have a falling out because Moira was like, "This is crazy"? I think it's more like you're not you're not staying on book, or <laughs> you're screwing up all but over again. But if that happened, then like, is the Magneto we see later on actually Magneto mm -hmm. or a created Magneto? Right. You know what I mean? Like, ah, I don't know. Pod people. I yeah. want it to be pod people because I like that idea. Yeah. But like, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Exactly. And, like, I'm sure it'll be something amazing. So I don't care. I don't yeah. care. Supertastic also says, Powers of X is objectively good, but I'm going to focus on on House of X because I'm not invested. I'll read Power of X once it's traded or completed. Oh, I have to. I, I you need to read them because they're all connected. I can't help it. Well, I mean, they I guess. They inform each other. Yeah, they do inform each other. Um, but I guess if you do read House of well, we'll have to see. We'll have to see if House of X could be told as its own story. And, like, if it's more or less that, like, we, like, We're those are reading Windows Powers into... of. Yeah, those are reading Powers of Ten are just having a slightly different experience. Yeah. So I agree. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, jumping into super, uh, some books that we want to recommend for well, people. Yeah, wow. This, I, I just saw how long we've been going. Wow. I know. Um, Let's do this. Uh, Teeny Howard and Zay Kama, or K Zama's uh, Death's Head four-issue miniseries continues with issue two. If you like Wiccan and Hulkling, read this because it's the only book they're ever going to be in for the foreseeable future. Also, Death's Head. It's neat. The art's kind of cool. <laughs> I dig it. That's neat. Uh, Daredevil number 10. Zdarsky. Daredevil. Buy it. Right. Uh, and of course, Powers of Ten, number three of yeah. six comes out. We're halfway through yeah, that I see, series. I see the White Queen is on. Yes, the cover. Uh, we haven't seen her or what role she plays. No. We're seeing the Brotherhood more or less. Yeah. Or yeah, because we're seeing it looks like Toad and Mystique, Mystique and Sabretooth. Saber but that doesn't mean anything. It's cover. Uh, it, it's a cover. It's just it's just supposed to look cool. She just looks neat. You never know. Neat. But uh, uh, what else do you recommend? I'm gonna say, um, Sandman fans, if you've been collecting those. Uh, uh, reprints 30th anniversary editions 
Um, Sandman, they're calling it Sandman Volume 11, The Endless Nights. It's uh, Neil Gaiman eventually returned to Sandman before Overture mm. and told a bunch of short stories. So they're collected in this. So if you're looking for more Sandman content, you can go and pick that up. Um, Savage Sword of Conan number eight. This was the Jerry Dugan series. It is now the Jim Zub series. Yep. So if you were interested in that gambling plot, that's where you're going to find it. And also Valkyrie Jane Foster number two is coming out. Hey. So check that out. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Yeah, Bullseye, Magic right? Sword. That's right. That's a cool idea. Magic Sword. But uh, we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. Of course, don't forget to like this video if it helps us out. Subscribe to the channel. Get uh, the bell there. Click that as well to get notifications. Uh, we do this show every t Monday before New Comic Book Day, two days before. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, so you can catch it live here on Comic Pop. But of course, you can also find the audio version paired up with our other podcast, Elseworlds Exchange, uh, which is also live here on this channel on Wednesdays. Uh, but you can find the audio version of both shows over on Elseworlds Exchange, uh, on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are listened to. Yeah. Uh, thanks a lot for hanging out with us. Of course, uh, don't forget to check out Harbor Patrol. It helps us out. It's a really fun show. We like making it. And if you yeah. want to see more of it, you got to watch it. Otherwise, we're not going to do it. What? Uh, but uh, we'll <laughs> see you guys then. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. So long, and thanks for watching. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs>